Welcome back to another episode of the What We're Watching podcast. This is Megan. And I'm Jenny. And today we're kicking off our spooky season by talking about Hocus Pocus. Yay! (laughs) Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween! I'm so excited. Me too. This was so much fun to watch. I had the best time. Me too. Had you seen it in a while? No. Like, I don't remember anything about this movie. I know that I watched it as a kid and it freaked me out and then I never watched it again. And my expectations were in hell. Like, so low. I was not really looking forward to it. And I loved it. And I'm so happy that us doing this podcast got me to watch it again. Okay, so this wasn't like a big nostalgic thing for you. This was just something you saw like one time and then... Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. How about you? Well, that's interesting. I remember watching it as a kid every time it came on in October. Okay, this is my favorite thing about October is all the Disney Channel movies that would come on in Mm -hmm. October only. And then it felt like a lifetime when you were a little kid waiting until the next year to see those movies again. Mm -hmm. And it's not like I owned the movies, so I couldn't watch them except for when they were on Disney Channel. True. That's how I felt about Halloween Town. Yes. Same, Mm -hmm. Same feeling. So Hocus Pocus... A lot of it went over my head as a kid. It definitely freaked me out a little bit, but the ending is something that I've never forgotten. But I did watch it last Halloween when I was kicking off my I'm gonna watch every nostalgic Halloween movie I can. Yeah, it was great, but it does feel like I've seen it very recently. Because you watched it last year? Yeah. Yeah, I know that's fair. It's very seasonal. So you can actually watch this movie right now on Hulu or Disney Plus, or as of this Friday, October 6th, you can see it in AMC theaters. I wish that we had waited to do this so that I could go see it in theaters. <laughs> I know. But now everybody listening can, and we can still go on a friend date. Yeah, that'll be fun. And watch it. I would love to. Jenny and I both have the AMC A-list, so we are constantly at the movies. So if you're like us, you, you need to find a theater that's showing it near you. Okay, should we kick off our Halloween month of episodes with some fun Halloween-themed questions? Yes, please. Yay. <laughs> First of all, are you going to dress up for Halloween this year? I would love to, but I haven't dressed up for Halloween in a long time because I never have plans that involve dressing up. Mm. How about you? I want to be Barbie, but I also don't, like, I'm not going to any Halloween parties, I don't think. I'm going to visit my sister in D.C. over the, like, weekend before Halloween. And then Halloween is on, like, a Tuesday or something this year, Monday or Tuesday. So, I don't know, unless we come up with something to do. We should dress up our dogs and then... Dress up also and then go on a walk or something. Do you have any ideas for dressing up Junie, your dog? No. Mm. <laughs> no, but I've seen, I'm like ready. I'm like, this is my child. This is yeah. my first Halloween with my child. I'm going to dress her up. My favorite idea that we have right now for Stevie, who's our dog, is to dress her up as Steve from Blue's Clues, the human. Like put her in a striped green collared shirt. Aww. And then we can be blue and magenta. So like, where are the dogs? She's the person. That's so cute. I think it would be funny to see her in a little shirt. That is so cute. I love that idea. Very creative. Thank you. What's your favorite Halloween movie or TV show? Halloween Town, for sure. That's my favorite. Hands down. Such a good one. Yeah, how about you? Mine is Over the Garden Wall. Have you seen it? No. It's an animated Cartoon Network miniseries. I think it's very short, so it's like the length of like a really long movie if you just binge all of the episodes. And Elijah Wood is in it. Mm. And it is the most whimsical, but also heartbreaking kind of fairy tale story. And it's so good. And Robert and I watch it every October. Mm. We we get excited when it's October because we're like, time for Over the Garden Wall. It has amazing music. Highly recommend. 
Cool. I'll have to watch it. I feel like for a lot of people, what comes to mind for this time of year is horror movies. Are you a horror girly? No, not really. I'm okay with scary movies, but not like demons. I don't want demons. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or like things that could happen in real life. Don't want. Yeah. We hate the fictional horror and the real life horror. So all of it, I guess. All of it we hate. (laughs) (laughs) You too. Yeah. It's not for me. I can get through it if, if there's a really good plot. Like I love Get Out. All the Jordan Peele movies I love. And, like, we'll sit through the scariness because the plot is so good and I want to know what happens. And I feel that way a little bit about some seasons of American Horror Story Mm -hmm. I also like. But in general, no. It's not my go-to. Yeah, same. What's the scariest movie that you've ever seen? Brian and I went on a date in high school to see The Conjuring when I was trying to be a cool girl. (laughs) And his family loves scary movies. So I was like, for sure, yeah, I'll go. I'll go. And we went in theaters and I could have died. It was so scary. How about you? That reminds me of one that I saw in theaters as a kid, too, that just scared me so bad. But I haven't thought about it since. It was the fourth kind, I think. Mm. It was creepy. It was set up like a documentary. And I was young enough that I thought that it was a documentary. I thought it was real. It was not. I'm trying to think if I have like a real answer to that question, though. Did you see Us? No, terrified. Don't want to see it. I love Jordan Peele not seeing (laughs) Us. That is the second scariest that I've seen for sure. That one's off my list. Mm -hmm. No thanks. That one of the Jordan Peele movies is real horror. Like, true terrifying. There's, like, moments of levity and moments of funniness, but not compared, like, nothing compared to Get Out. Okay, so if you were in a horror movie, which character archetype would you be? The final girl, the comic relief, the skeptic, or the first to go? The first to die, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, no doubt in my mind. I'm not making it. Same, same. <laughs> and I'm okay with it. Yeah. I don't want to experience all the scary stuff. I'll just, no. I'll just go first. Take me out quick. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite Halloween candy? I always liked the sour candy versus the chocolate. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes me a psychopath. It makes you different from me. <laughs> <laughs> and I liked... Do you know those little... I'm remembering getting those little fruit candies. I think they were called runts. Yeah. You remember runts. those? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Like they're a little hard, fruit-shaped. Yeah, like yeah. they're not that good. I don't think I would like them today, but I <laughs> loved those. Mm. How about you? I like Twix. Any chocolate, though. I really liked Three Musketeers as a kid. I love the little, like, mini square chocolates, like, wrapped in the little individual packages. Those are the candies I traded away. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we would like dump our our candy on the floor sort it and then i would give away all the chocolate mm, except yeah, for the crunch like bars Brian. crunch bars i love crunch that's so my favorite good. movie candy is bunch crunch so good do you have any fun halloween traditions or memories growing up my family always put a giant wooden spider on our house <laughs> I'll try to find a picture and we can post it on our instagram but my mom grew up with a big spider on her house and then my grandpa built one for our house i know this sounds so weird but it's like a big rope web and then a big black like it's wood but it's painted black and then it has like red reflector eyes and so everybody in my neighborhood calls our house the spider house like all year long (laughs) and so that was when i was a kid but then the last few years we've been in denver Brian and I have gone to that improv show. There's like an improv troupe that performs at a theater that's down the street from us. And they do a Halloween themed improv show night. Oh, we have to go. That sounds so fun. I know. I want to go. Then we can dress up. Yeah. Okay. What about you? All memories of my childhood have left my body. (laughs) (laughs) Just blacked it all out. 
I think I just liked swapping the candy with my friends. I would always go to my friends' houses and go in their neighborhoods because I always grew up in an apartment for most of my childhood, at least. So it was fun to like either go to my friend's house and go with all of her neighbors all around. Or when I got a little bit older and she moved away, we went to all of the rich kids' neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did that too in high school. <laughs> yeah, because they were the ones that gave out the good candy. That's fun. So that was my favorite. But I also love carving pumpkins. And nowadays it's watching over the garden wall. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> Anything to like feel seasonal, I think is fun. Yeah, I think we were talking about it in one episode, but just not having like the school structure anymore. Every day feels the same if you don't celebrate it somehow celebrate the seasons or things changing mm-hmm. totally last question what is your favorite halloween or fall character and if you don't have a favorite then which one do you think is the most iconic or which one do you relate to the most i have an answer my favorite one is wednesday wednesday Adams. Oh, that's such a good one <laughs> i love her oh that's such a good one i was gonna say rory gilmore Oh, she's good. But that's a little more fall. She's the one I relate to the most. For sure, Sam. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good one. So we have a fun little thing that we're going to do for the month of October. If you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We're going to do a trade. We'll tell you what Halloween or fall themed movie or show represents you based on your review and your little username that we get on your review. And feel free to DM us your review so that we can check out your Instagram too and it can help inform the whole picture. At what we're watching pod. Yay, I'm so excited. This is like my favorite thing to do for people. (laughs) Yes, let me tell you what movie I think you are. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I did get this idea from the Movies That Raised Us pod. They have a really good podcast and they used to do this with 2000 songs, but we're going to do it Halloween edition. Iconic idea. So before we get into the nitty gritty of... Hocus Pocus, which we haven't even said that's what we're covering today. Did you? At the beginning, yeah. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You've just been chit-chatting. I'm going to give a little two-sentence synopsis of the movie. A teenage boy named Max and his little sister move to Salem, where he struggles to fit in before awakening a trio of diabolical witches that were executed in the 17th century. Did you know that this was what it was about since you hadn't seen it? No. I mean, I knew it was about the three witches, but like plot left my brain. Did you know they were evil? Yes. Okay. Because I've watched at least part of the movie when I was a kid and it scared me. (laughs) So I knew something about it was creepy. And then I knew, like I knew Sarah Jessica Parker was in it. I knew of the witches, but otherwise nothing. Yeah. I think when I had rewatched this after a long time of not having watched it, I didn't know that the witches were bad. Mm. I had forgotten this and that the entire movie is about them trying to kill the witches because the witches are so iconic. Mm-hmm. They are. So a little bit of background on the movie. This movie was directed by Kenny Ortega, which do you know who that is? No. Okay. I recognized his name when I looked that up. And so I looked into everything else that he did. He directed all the high school musical movies. Oh, uh, wait, what? Yes. As well as The Cheetah Girls 2. Oh, a good one. Yes. He directed The Descendants, some episodes of Gilmore Girls, Ally McBeal, the Disney Newsies movie, the Dirty Dancing TV show, and a Selena music video. Wow. Among many other things. Those are just the things that I vaguely recognized. (laughs) Okay, well, I'm a big fan. Yeah. Wow. And Hocus Pocus was only the second feature, so like movie, that he had directed. I think he was just doing guest directing on TV shows and stuff before this one, which I thought was cool. Yeah, wow. Especially because they pulled so many big stars for this movie. The fact that this was the second movie he directed is, is pretty cool. Although, bringing it back to our our girl Olivia Wilde, she pulled some big names for her second movie, too. Yeah, but she was already famous. True. Yeah, mm. true. Anyway, 
something else interesting. This is based on a bedtime story. I feel like everything we cover is based on a book. It's all based on something. And it's a bedtime story that the producer and one of the co-writers of the movie, David Kirshner, I think that's how you say his name, would tell his children. Terrifying. It feels dark. <laughs> but he has a big Halloween family. And so this was his kid's bedtime story. <laughs> and then he pitched it to Walt Disney Studios as a movie in 1984. And it started very dark, which still, I'm, I'm also just like, then how is this the bedtime story if it was much darker than it was <laughs> now? And so in the kind of 10 years between when he pitched it in 84 and when it came out in 93, there was a lot of revisions that made it a little bit lighter. Okay. Yeah, I think I read somewhere that the original bedtime story was about a black cat who was a kid who'd been turned into a cat. Okay. By witches, and that's where the... That's where it came from. Yep. Okay, that makes more sense. Interesting. This movie also originally came out in July, uh, which was a big flop. Okay, I'm sorry. 1993 is when this came out, and that was 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me? That is wild. It's It makes it even more impressive that they were able to do a Hocus Pocus 2 recently because it's been so long mm -hmm. but it's, it's gonna be like when they finally do another princess diaries or something oh my gosh please <laughs> please give us what we want you know so it originally flopped but then it became a cult classic yep i have a theory as to why mm -hmm. i say it's a theory like i have this big grand idea <laughs> i have not done any research on this whatsoever but i feel like this started playing on disney channel every october so much and so it's like our generation, probably people who are a little bit older than us too, who really got into this movie every October, excited to watch it on Disney. And then that's just what blew it out of proportion. And made I it what bet it is. you're right. I bet you're right. There is no underestimating the power of Disney Channel in the early 2000s and 2010s. <laughs> like it was the thing to watch. Like when new Disney Channel original movies were coming out, Disney Channel was on in my house every night. So, yes, absolutely. I think it could be the fan base coming from Disney Channel. Oh, I remember when they would say something's coming on at 9 p.m. 8 central. I'd be like, all right, I'm staying up. I'm watching it. Yeah, I'll be there. So they filmed in Plymouth, Massachusetts, but the story takes place in Salem. I thought the little town that they film in is so cute. The leaves. Mm -hmm. This is the most fall movie to watch. I'm going to watch this every year now for sure. Yeah, you have to. It just It gets you so in the mood. It gives Gilmore Girls the little town in Gilmore Girls. It really does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the leaves. The leaves were so beautiful. Fun fact about the musical score for Hocus Pocus. It was written in two weeks. Wow. Because I guess the original person who was supposed to score the film was unavailable at the very last minute. So John Debney had to do it all. He did it quick and he did a great job. Yeah. Everything about the movie just, like, screams fall. It's so fun. So good. Okay, do you have a favorite of the three witches? If you asked me when I was a kid, I would say it was Sarah, who's played by Sarah Jessica Parker. Mm -hmm. I loved her. But now I think it's Winifred. Bette Midler just did such a good job. Mm -hmm. How about you? Same. She's so iconic. I agree that when I was a kid, I bet Sarah would have been my favorite, and she's so cute and fun to watch. But Winifred is the goat. She is so iconic. Something cool, though, is that they, like, really put a lot of work into specifically designing each of their costumes to align with their characters. So Mary Vaught was the costume designer, and they designed Sarah's to look like a Sleeping Beauty dress. Oh. I think it is, like, pink or purple or something. Um, so if you look at the design of each of them, they have these elements. And then Mary's was designed to look like a baker's uniform. Interesting. And then Bette's or Winifred's. 
they were going for like just something that was not a basic witch outfit because she is definitely the leader. And so I think they started with maybe like a black witch's outfit and they're like, no, 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 it needs to be something sparkly and much cooler. Yeah. In the script, all three witches are just wearing black. And then I heard an interview with Bet that she actually had a ton of say in what her character looked like. Cool. And she said, I want to look like the Red Queen. She wanted the big hair. She wanted the fake teeth. She wanted the little tiny lipstick to make her mouth look really tiny. <laughs> that is all like the Red Queen. Yeah. Mission accomplished. Yeah, she did great. Yeah. She really had a lot of creative influence over this whole movie. That's so cool. She also, I read, said that this was the most fun she's ever had on a film, which I thought really? was cool. Yeah. Aw. I could see that. This is a fun character. Mm-hmm. Should we dive into the movie? Yeah, let's do it. Yay. You want to kick us off? Sure. So we start out in 1693 with a teenager named Thackeray Binks, which is like, what a name. What a name. <laughs> <laughs> He's running through the woods because he realized that his little sister Emily got lured away from home and he thinks that she's under control of the witches. Yeah, at the very beginning, there's like this part where Sarah Jessica Parker runs across the screen and you just see her like in the window running by. And that is so freaky to me still. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. (laughs) So when he shows up to the witch's house, he finds them brewing a potion. And this is kind of the crux of the movie. So the witches need this kind of like elixir of life potion in order to continue living and being youthful. So they have to feed this potion to a kid in order to take their life force to extend their own life. So that's what they're trying to do with Emily. So dark. Very. So Thackeray tries to save Emily, but he fails. And it's really sad. Really dark. Very dark. We see Emily's dead body basically mm-hmm. and the witches like cover her up but first they turn thackeray into a cat so he can live with his guilt for an eternity yes which is a terrible punishment very dark start classic disney starts with the death and guilt <laughs> horrific yeah and the witches get this angry mob at their door mm-hmm. and they throw a blanket over emily's body and they try to say that they're just like what roommates this is yeah, roommates. I think they just say they're old spinsters. Nothing to see here. <laughs> Why did I think and they were roommates? <laughs> Sorry, my brain today. I've thought it was October for like two weeks now. <laughs> Something is wrong with me. So yeah, all these angry villagers come up and demand the death of the witches, and so they're hung. But before they're hung, Winnie summons her spellbook. Winnie, aka Winifred. They kind of go back and forth on what they call her during the movie, and it reveals a prophecy. That on All Hallows' Eve, sometime in the future, a virgin will light the black flame candle and resurrect them. Dun-dun. Dun-dun. Okay, did you also catch that the book was made out of human flesh? Ew, no. Yeah, that freaks me out. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. Don't love that. And so, as they're kind of hanging the witches and this mob is going on, uh, people are looking for Thackeray Binks, obviously, because he ran off to find his sister and he is nowhere to be found. And they never find him because he is a cat. That made me so sad when he's, like, coming up to his dad and he's a cat. And the dad is like, be gone, beast. Yeah. I was like, oh, poor Thackeray. It is really sad. I do have a fun fact about Thackeray. He is played by Sean Murray, who is a star from NCIS. That's, like, physically who we see. However, a different voice actor did his voice. Do you know why? Yes. So the voice actor's name is Jason Marsden. So Jason Marsden was Thackeray Binks's voice, both when he was a cat and when he was a human. They dubbed over <laughs> Sean Murray's voice. 
I was trying to catch that while I was watching it this time because I read that before I watched it. Okay. I could kind of tell. You actually don't see his mouth moving too often. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. I never caught it. I had no idea. And then I read this after. But it's because they felt like Sean Murray's voice was too modern and Jason Marsden could do that that kind of like old timey accent that we hear throughout. Uh-huh. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Was he older at the time too or was he younger? I think he must have been older, but I'm not his sure. voice is very deep. Yeah. Him as a cat, adult man. Adult man. <laughs> Before we move on to what happens next, I do have a fun fact about Emily. She's played by Amanda Shepard, and in an interview recently, she was saying that she had a crush while she was on this movie, but it wasn't on anyone that was in this cast. It was on Elijah Wood. I know, I just mentioned him earlier. Yeah. He was doing Huck Finn at the same time, and so she like saw him, and she had the biggest crush on him and Aww. I think they would carpool together and do stuff like that. Cute. <laughs> I thought that was funny. It's child actor things. Okay, so then we cut to 300 years later where we meet Max Dennison. Played by Omri Katz, who I hadn't seen in anything after this. Have you? No, but I read that he was a real troublemaker on set. Yeah, so he says that around this time he discovered cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> And he was high in at least one of the scenes in this movie, and mm-hmm. he got in trouble. Yeah, I was reading that Kenny Ortega, the director, would often be, like, mad at him because he, like, thought that he was high when he's, like, he's at work, you know? And he would always be like, no, 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 I'm not. I'm totally not. But he was. He did say, though, that he was inspired by Bette Midler's professionalism mm. because he was realizing, oh, wait, that's how I should be acting and how seriously I should be taking this role. But fun fact about where he is now, Hmm. he has his own company. It is a marijuana company. Wow. (laughs) Perfect. Sort of a lifelong passion, it turns out. It did. All all from Hocus Pocus. It's called the Merry Danksters. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Is it in Colorado? I don't think so. I don't know where he lives. That's actually hilarious. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Something else funny is Leonardo DiCaprio actually got asked to play Max. And turned it down. Can you imagine? I can actually picture him in it. What? This movie would be even bigger. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It totally would. It totally would. Yeah. But he turned it down. But he turned it down for the chance to audition for a different movie. I can't remember the name of it. I had never heard of it. It was the um, the What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Is that, yes. the, is that the name? But he, he got it. He got the role. But it was before he even had auditioned for it. I had a quote from him from that. He said, I don't know where the hell I got the nerve. You live in an environment where you're influenced by people telling you to make a lot of money and strike while the iron's hot, but he held out for a different role and it worked out for his career, so kudos. Good for him. He did say that what he was offered on Hocus Pocus was more money than he had ever been offered before. Interesting. I'm surprised he turned it down. I know. I wonder if they already had Sarah Jessica Parker and Bette Midler on the movie, because if so, then that's a really interesting choice to turn down. Yeah. Oh, interesting. But What's Eating Gilbert Grape did really well, I think, so. A canon event. Okay, so when Max is in class, the class is talking about All Hallows' Eve. And this is, I fell in love with the movie immediately in this scene. Because we just see this whole classroom of high schoolers and their teacher talking about witches and, like, how their town, just, like, you can tell the town vibe is Halloween all year. And I love it. I I want that. Yeah, me too. Let's move to Salem. Yeah. It's probably not really like this at all. They probably hate (laughs) Halloween. They're like, get away from us. We're tired. 
And then on the way out of class, Max tries to give his phone number to Allison. And because he does this, he ends up getting bullied on the way home by Ice and Jay, the school bullies who steal his shoes. Also, funny part about that scene, they ask him if he has weed. Do you remember? Do they? No. Yeah. I'm going to watch this movie in a whole new way. They ask him for weed because he's from L.A. Oh, I see. Got it, got it. Max has a terrible day at school, and when he gets home, he throws himself on the bed, and he, like, cuddles this pillow, and he's pretending it's Allison. (laughs) (laughs) It's so embarrassing. And then out of the closet pops Danny, his little sister, played by Thora Birch, and she's so cute. Mm. (laughs) He's mortified, and she asks him to go trick-or-treating. And he's being actually kind of terrible. Like, he's annoyed. He's like, no, I'm not going to take you trick-or-treating. He starts playing his drums violently. (laughs) And then he climbs up these stairs that lead to nowhere. And he, like, pouts while she's, like, begging him. Do you remember all this? Mm -hmm. Very annoying older brother move. It was very dramatic. But his parents make him take her Mm trick-or-treating. And ultimately, I think he has a good time. Because it seems like this is what they do every year together. I think he was just in such a bad mood because of moving. And school went so bad for him. So then while they're out trick-or-treating, they come upon a mansion, just like how we did in high school. And we were like, yes, the rich kids. There's going to be good treats here. Mm-hmm. So they go up to it and they find out that it's Allison's house and there's a party going on. It's this interesting, like, Victorian party. Yeah, that was weird to me. Yeah. So Danny, Max's little sister, is dressed up as a witch. And Allison and Danny start talking about how they love witches. And then they get to talking about the Sanderson sisters. And Allison mentions that her mom used to work at the Sanderson Sister Museum, which the Sandersons are the three witches. And Max, wanting to spend more time with Allison, was like, oh my gosh, will you take us? And Allison agrees, which is so surprising to me. (laughs) Yeah, she's like not interested in him, though there is like a really funny interaction where Danny is like, I couldn't wear that dress that you're wearing because I don't have Max, what do you call it? Yabos? (laughs) And then she's like, Max loves your yabos. (laughs) (laughs) So embarrassing, but, you know, he moves right along and he's like, all right, we're going to the Sanderson Museum. Mm-hmm. Which, why is that museum in their house? I don't know. They haven't, like, expanded it or anything. It's, like, the house. Yeah. Yeah, it confused me when they were calling it the museum and then they show up and it's just the house, but whatever. So when they're there, they're walking around, checking everything out. You can tell there's, like, old museum, like, stations. Like, they have the spell book and you can imagine how people would have walked around, like, a museum And Max stops and lights the black flame candle. (laughs) I think he's trying to be cool and just, like, sees that there's a candle there and decides to light it. This is such a male thing. Well, I think at first, too, he's like, oh, a virgin has to light the candle? Oh, well, I'm out. (laughs) 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 And then he lights it. Yeah. Idiot. Idiot. And so the sisters reappear. And the kids all hide, obviously, because holy shit. And then Mary, one of the sisters, she is described in the script as being a bloodhound. Like, she can sniff out children Mm. from anywhere, which is kind of why she has that, like, crooked smile, too. Mm. At least that's what the actress wanted to portray. But she smells children, and Danny pops out, and she's like, hi, I summoned you. She's so cute and so brave. I know, but they don't believe her. So they're about to steal her life force. Yep, that's the plan because they know that they only have one night now that they've been brought back, which that was something I did not grasp for a while watching this for essentially the first time. But they're desperate to take the life force from a kid because then they can make it to the next day because this candle only resurrects them for Halloween night. So the witches are about to take Danny. 
Max and Allison are able to turn on the sprinkler system and take the spell book and get away with Danny. Yeah, I'm so impressed with Max here. He somehow knows that they don't know new technology or anything. Like, my brain wouldn't even go there. Nope. But what does he call it? Like, the burning rain of death. He lights a lighter and he sets the sprinklers off. Mm -hmm. It's a really good plan. Very smart plan. And the first time we really see that, oh, the Sanderson sisters are not with the times. They've got a lot of catching up to do. Yep. And this is how they meet Thackeray Binks. So Thackeray the cat, aka Binks, leads the kids to a cemetery so that they'll be safe because they're on hallowed ground. And that means that the witches can't get them. But that doesn't mean they can't fly. So the witches all fly over to where they are in the cemetery because they just can't put their feet on the ground and they resurrect Billy the zombie. I did not expect this. (laughs) (laughs) I could imagine that would be kind of jarring to have this green monster come out of the ground. Yeah, I also, until I was researching after, did not put the hallowed ground thing together. And so it makes sense that they needed to resurrect somebody from the cemetery to chase the kids because they couldn't chase the kids because mm-hmm. they couldn't actually get on the ground. I did not put that together. But something interesting is that they did actually have a choreographer work with them on how to ride their brooms so that they could ride their brooms like their characters would. Which oh, I thought I love was funny. That. And you kind of see it throughout, like especially with Sarah Jessica Parker. I think we see her like riding her broom very much in character, which is funny. And apparently she loved flying. Like on lunch breaks, she would just be flying. That's funny. She loved it. Huh. And you can really tell, I think. So the kids have to escape again. So they run through the cemetery, they escape, and they get through a sewer because Binks is leading them. What happens? He gets hit by a bus. Wait, does that happen that soon? Yeah. Wow, like right after they meet him. Yeah, I was very upset when this happened. We should mention that Binks can talk, and he did say that he couldn't die. Mm -hmm. But he gets hit by a bus, and we see this gruesome scene of him, like, flattened. Squished, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And Danny is a mess. Mm -hmm. I was sad, even though I knew what was going to happen, because he just fills back up like a balloon, Mm -hmm. and he's fine. Pops right back up. (laughs) He's like, what? I told you I couldn't die. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Binks might be my favorite character. I think so, too. I love Binks. Yeah. And they had, like, no time to even think about the fact that this was a talking cat, right? Mm. Like, they don't know his backstory. They don't know anything. No. But they, they've just accepted him into the group now. Yeah. So the witches are obviously out looking for kids because they need the life force. And so they end up taking the bus, which is actually a really funny scene. Oh, my gosh. That bus driver. <laughs> he was really into them. Very. Sarah's driving the bus, sitting in his lap. yeah they've never seen a bus before he has a hilarious line when they get on the bus that's something like i can take you to your deepest darkest desires or something get on the bus and so then they're like oh they get on the bus and they're like children (laughs) and he's like it might take a while i was like what the fuck is going on (laughs) like is this a kid's movie (laughs) i don't think it would get made nowadays So when they get off the bus they see kids trick-or-treating which is obviously not something they've ever seen before because they come from All Hallows' Eve, not Halloween trick-or-treating mm-hmm. night. Do you remember that little angel that comes up to them and she's like, bless you, and they scream? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that part is like my favorite part of the entire movie, besides the end. Yeah. Yeah, it is funny. So they like look up from when the angel girl talks to them and they see like a dad dressed as the <laughs> devil like standing in the, in the doorway handing out candy. And they're like, oh, master, I can't believe it's actually him. <laughs> Which, this went over my head as a kid. I really thought he was the devil. Oh my gosh. 
So it just like made me die laughing when I watched this last year. And I was like, oh, he was just a man. Yeah. <laughs> the devil offers them to come inside. What the hell? <laughs> he offers them to come inside. <laughs> the devil has them come inside. He knows who they are because the Sanderson sisters are infamous. And this is a costume that many other people are wearing, even little kids. And they see his wife, who he calls his little woman. And they're like, he has a little woman? <laughs> they meet his wife and she's got these curlers in her hair. And they're like, he's with Medusa. Mm. They're like the little foam, like sticks that then you wrap your hair around. Which nice. I've actually never seen before outside oh, of this really? movie. Yeah. Oh, I used these as a kid. You did? Yeah. I don't know why. I think they were more comfortable to sleep in. Oh. I wanted to try them. Yeah. But anyway. And yeah, they come in and they're like, Master is married to Medusa or something. (laughs) This whole scene is so funny. It ends with the devil dancing with Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker. And his wife comes downstairs and is like, okay, party is over and kicks all the girls out. (laughs) I love her. Me too. Meanwhile, the kids are off to City Hall to find their parents. City Hall is hosting the annual Halloween dance party. And they run up to tell their parents what's going on and nobody believes them. Obviously. No. And so Max jumps up on stage and he's like, everybody, the Sanderson sisters are alive. He's like, look, they're right over there. And the Sanderson sisters are standing there. Then Winnie gets the brilliant idea. She's like, well, thank you, Max, for that wonderful introduction. And then she performs. I put a spell on you. Iconic performance. Iconic. Do you remember this from being a kid or no? Yes. Okay. Well, I remember the song. Which the song is not from her, right? It was no, not originated like the, with this. From like the fifties. Okay. Yeah, I love this performance. I thought it was so good. I love it. Stunning. Bette Midler. She had a fun time. She did. And so while she's doing this performance, she is putting a spell on all the parents that are at the dance, forcing them to dance until they die of exhaustion. Note. They never revisit this, and that is a huge hole in the plot to me. Well, they do revisit it at the end. Wait. When? When the parents, like, snap out of it at the end. Do they? Yeah. Oh, I totally... That's okay, I'll fill you in. I totally glazed over that. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Well, it was your first time watching it in a really long time. The whole time. The whole rest of the movie, I just kept going, the parents are gonna die. They're still dancing. Nobody cares. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, they were dancing hard, too. Yes, the whole night. their costumes are so funny. Yeah. Dad Killa and Madonna. Yeah. (laughs) So cute. They're so cute. But yeah, you're right. It was actually terrifying to think that they were dancing for that long. Yeah. Okay, so the kids run away. They're covering their ears so that they don't get affected by the spell. And they run to their high school because Allison gets the idea of shutting the witches into the pottery oven room, which they do successfully and set them on fire. Mm -hmm. Truly, I thought this was the end of the movie. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, how cute. (laughs) What a quick Disney movie. Yeah. No, not the case. No. We still had a little ways to go. Mm -hmm. So the kids think they won. So they all go home. There's a sweet moment with Binks where he's like, Max, take care of Danny. And also, it is not lost on me that he is fulfilling his purpose by getting to reenact what happened with him and Emily, but with Max and Danny. That is so sweet. Yeah. So he is fulfilled and he's going to go his separate ways and just live his life as a cat forever somewhere. And... Max is like, are you kidding? You're a denizen now. Come on. And so he comes to live with them. And then Danny is cuddling with him. And she's like, 
I'm going to take care of you for my whole life. And then my kids are, and then my grandkids are, and then their kids, and then their kids for the rest of your life. So cute. So cute. That actually made me really sad. Yeah, I know. But that's also always how I feel about my pets. I just always have a running joke with my parents and also now with Brian for our dog Stevie. I'm just like, she's going to live forever, forever, for eternity. Yep. (laughs) Can't imagine it any other way. Yeah. Allison and Max fall asleep together, which is very cute. Mm -hmm. And then they, like, this is such a classic in teen movies where, like, then they they wake up and they're, like, mad that they fell asleep and they're worried about getting in trouble and all that. And they end up talking and decide that they really want to help Binks. You can tell this is going down the lines of, like, can we help bring Emily back? Or at least that's what I was thinking. They're like, there must be something in this book that we can use to help Binks or maybe turn him back into a human or something Mm -hmm. to repay him for saving us earlier. So they open the book to look through it, and the book shoots a signal that I guess they can't see, only the witches can see, up through the roof of their house as kind of like a marker of that's where the book is. Meanwhile, the witches are back. The burning didn't work. We kind of see their, like, ashes in the sky all come back together, and they are getting really desperate and frantic because the time is running out for them to get more life force until they see the signal. Meanwhile, when the kids got home, they were like, oh, I guess our parents are still out. Like, they didn't even check on them. <laughs> I know. These poor parents. This was where I was like, you knew that Winnie was putting a spell on them and nobody cares to go check. They're like, nah, it worked. They're just having fun still. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, mom, mom must be having such a good time. So Binks jumps up, slams the spell book closed because he knows there's nothing good that can come from the book. And the kids are ready to kind of move on. But Allison feels like something weird, like something seems off. To your point, the parents aren't home. The book feels weird. Everything just like feels kind of weird, which is very good intuition because she goes to get salt from the cabinet, which did you know that this was like a thing? Not outside of this movie. Okay. But yeah, even on the salt package, it says something cheeky, like it's for keeping witches and zombies at bay. Yeah. Didn't know that that was a thing. I think that's like a common, that's like vampires and stakes to the heart, I think. Yeah, or garlic. Yeah, or holy water. Didn't know it before this movie, though. Mm -mm. So they grab the salt, because if you make a circle around yourself with the salt, then the witches can't get you. And so they grab it just in case, and they go back upstairs, and the book is missing. And they pull back the covers to check on Danny, and who's there? Sarah Jessica Parker. Ah. Sarah. Just (laughs) pops out. Yeah, that was a jump scare. Yeah. And then the witches come, and they're holding Danny hostage. They pop out of the closet, the rest of them. There's like a big fight scene, kind of. Allison makes a circle of salt around her while Max is like knocked unconscious. And then the witches escape with Danny. And as they're escaping, they summon all the Salem children. So you just see kids starting to walk towards their house, which is so creepy. So creepy. Yeah, they want every child's life force. Mm -hmm. So back at home, the witches make the potion and they try to feed it to Danny. But Max comes to the rescue once again. And this was another very creative thing of Max to do. Yes. He says, there's one thing I know that you guys don't know, and that's daylight savings time. And then this light comes in through the window, and they act like they're melting. Mm -hmm. And they're dying. Max runs out with Danny, and it turns out it's just Allison with the headlights on. And as they're running out, Max spills the entire potion except for one vial. So there's only enough left for one kid. But Winnie is determined to go back and get Danny when she realizes what what happened. Because Danny, while they held her hostage, called her ugly. <laughs> I thought it was kind of a funny grudge. It's like of all the kids that are coming to your house right now, yeah. you, you could have survived if you just picked one of them. Yeah. So then Max, Allison, Banks, and Danny 
leave the witch's house and go back to the cemetery where they think they'll be safe on hallowed ground. And they surround Danny with a ring of salt because they know that the witches are probably going to come back. Something that's funny about this is as they're running in, they run into Billy. And we learn that Billy also hates Winnie. And so Billy is on their team now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because when Winnie and the other witches come, they come to get Billy to chase the kids. And they hand him like a knife or something to cut his his mouth is sewn shut. And they want him to cut it open. Mm -hmm. He cuts it open and he yells, wench and he starts just like (laughs) hurling insults at winnie which i guess in the original script doug jones who plays billy said that it was bitch originally and he actually felt like he had a duty to show the kids that he was nice Mm. like the kids who watch the movie he just seems like a really good guy first off like whenever you hear him talk he just sounds so nice and thoughtful and he was like these kids needed to know that i was on their side when they're watching the movie and so me saying bitch wouldn't make them think that so he came up with wench i guess instead and i don't know if he came up with the other insults too but it was an interesting decision that the actor made yeah i like wench better Also, when he cuts his mouth open, real moths fly out. Disgusting. Disgusting. They had a mouth rig. It was like a little pouch. And then the, like, makeup team would put moths in there with tweezers. (gasps) And there was like a, it was like a special, like, pouch that they couldn't get into his throat. This is the true horror. And then they would glue his stitches back together. And so that when he would cut them, the moths would fly out. Real. Disgusting. I would never agree. Never. Yeah, he talked about it because he was like, we didn't have CGI the way they have it now. So that just had to be practical. But I guess they got it in like two takes or something. So thankfully he didn't have to do it that many times. Ugh, horrible. Disgusting. So Billy joins the kids team and the witches show up and Winnie knocks Billy's head off and Danny leaves her protective circle to go pick up his head to help. She's just not thinking about it. She's being a kid. And the witches grab her. And then something really sad happens. So Winnie has Danny up on her broom and Binks climbs the tree to jump over to like help to like try to distract. And he does knock the poison out of Winnie's hand. But then Winnie like smacks him to the ground and Binks dies. Poor Binks. Sad. I guess at this time though we think he's going to come back. So we're not that worried. And Max catches the poison. And he drinks it so Mm -hmm. that Danny can't drink it. This was shocking to me. It was really nice. Sweet. Yeah, I I was kind of confused why Sarah's call to the kids called all of the kids except for Allison and Max. And I Mm -hmm. thought it was because Allison and Max were too old for it Mm. and that the life potion wouldn't work on them. So then I was confused when Max drank it. I was like, would it even work on you? But Winnie starts sucking the life out of him anyway. That's a really good question. Or were their ears covered or something? I don't know. I don't know. I thought the same thing right after he drinks it. There's like a big pause. And I thought the same thing. I was like, maybe he's too old. Like, maybe it won't work and then it's wasted. But no, yeah, she does. She tries to suck the life force out of him. Maybe it's just not as good as younger lives. I don't know. And so while Winnie is doing this, Billy, Danny, and Allison are fighting off the other two sisters, which is kind of funny because one of them is riding a vacuum instead of a broom. And so they're like Mm -hmm. yanking the cord and she doesn't have any help. So Winnie is on her own fighting Max and she falls off her broom onto the hallowed ground. Winnie turns to stone. And the sun comes up while this whole thing is going down. So her sisters turn to dust. Winnie is stone and Binks' curse is broken, which means he doesn't come back to life. Yes, and it's so sad. Oh, this part is so sad to me. Mm -hmm. This is the best part of the whole movie, though. Because then Danny and Max are reunited. Danny's devastated about Binks. But then Thackeray's ghost shows up. 
and he tells Danny it's going to be okay. He kisses her on the cheek and says that he'll always be with her, which is making me tear up right now. <laughs> Every time. I don't It was know really sad and sweet. It leaves you feeling fulfilled because you're like, oh, he fulfilled his purpose. Like, he mm-hmm. had to wait 300 years. The witches are dead. This brother-sister duo made it with his help. And now he can, like, rest peacefully. Yep. But then we also see Emily. Yeah, we see Emily. She comes back. She's like, what took you so long? <laughs> that was really cute. So cute. And he's like, sorry, I had to wait 300 years for a virgin to light a candle. <laughs> <laughs> Which also, Max just gets wrecked for being a virgin the entire movie. He does. Even by, like, an adult man dressed as a cop. Yeah, which I'm like, this kid is, what, 16? I don't know. Like, so rude. The cop is like, you're a virgin? (laughs) (laughs) Tragic. And that's the ending. Is that the ending? Yeah, there's nothing else, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how the movie ends. I guess the parents snap out of it. Oh, we but do. But I forgot that that happened. Yeah, we do see that the parents are okay. They yeah. snap out of it. They're tired. But they go home. Mm-hmm. They had a good old time. They're fine. What did you think of this ending? I guess we know. It makes you cry. Oh, the ending is so good. I love it. Same. I love it. I think as a kid, I feel like I saw the ending more than I saw the rest of the movie. Like, you know, when you would just turn on the TV and then the end of a movie would be on and you would just watch it. Yep. That's how I feel with this movie is this is the scene that sticks with me. It makes me so sad every time. Just gets me. It's so good. How about you? I liked it too. Again, like I say this every week, but all the movies from this time wrap up so well. Every storyline is resolved. You like end with it feels good. Like it's always feel good at the end. So I loved it. Yeah. I'm excited to see the second one. I've never watched Hocus Pocus 2. Oh my gosh, you're in for a treat. I can't wait. I don't want to spoil anything for you, but I will say that the common opinion is that Hocus Pocus 2 sucks. Oh, okay. My That's opinion, a good, like, opinion to go in with. My opinion is I want to fight people who say that it sucks. Oh, you like it? I loved Hocus Pocus 2. Oh. And I have a lot of reasons why, so maybe one day we'll cover Hocus Pocus 2 after yeah. you watch it. But yeah, I thought it was really good. Oh, well I'm done. excited to watch it. You guys will have to let us know on social media if you've seen Hocus Pocus 2, if you're on Jenny's team, if you like it. (laughs) It did what it needed to do, and that was hit the nostalgia, you know? Mm -hmm. They are working on Hocus Pocus 3. Wow. With the same cast? Same cast. Wow. I think it was just confirmed in like June or July that they're working on the script, and I'm sure it's stalled because of the writer strike and the actor strike, but I'm sure that we'll be seeing that pretty soon. Eventually, yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Love that. And honestly, I think... Bette Midler loves Hocus Pocus so much, and she actually has this nonprofit that's called the New York Restoration Project, and it aims to create a greener and more sustainable New York. And during 2020, they did a reunion. So this was before Hocus Pocus 2, but they did a reunion with the cast of the original Hocus Pocus, and then they also had a bunch of other famous people in it. And it was like a one hour virtual show, but they weren't virtual. I think they were like on stage and it was called In Search of the Sanderson Sisters, a Hocus Pocus Halloween Takeover. It had all of the original people in it. It had Thora Birch, Omri Katz, Doug Jones. And then it also had Billy Crystal and huh. Jamie Lee Curtis, Jennifer Hudson. Weird. Wow. George Lopez, Martin Short. 
Sarah Silverman. Wow. John Stamos was the devil. <laughs> wow. Meryl Streep. Oh my gosh. Keenan Thompson. Yeah, so it sounds like it was a blast. I really wish I could find that somewhere so I could watch it. I'm surprised it's not. I couldn't find it, but I didn't look that hard. Mm. But yeah, that sounds really fun. I think that was their first time reuniting since the original movie came out and became such a success. I'm wondering if that's like what started the seeds for everyone being like, yep, we're in for Hocus Pocus 2. Let's do it. I could see that. Yeah. I don't oh, know. that's so cute. Yeah, so I'm more to come. i find it. Hopefully Hocus Pocus 3 gets better reception than Hocus Pocus 2 did. Yeah. I'm happy they're still making one, even if the second one didn't get great feedback. Yep. So that wraps up Hocus Pocus, our first Halloween movie. Yay. I'm so excited to do this for the rest of October. It's going to be so fun. I love Halloween. I already feel so much more in the mood just after watching this, even though it's like 80 degrees here in Denver today. <laughs> it just made me so happy. So I hope that if you guys are also into these Halloween movies... You will leave us a review so that we can tell you what Halloween movie or TV show you are. Yep. Leave it on Apple Podcasts. It is the best free way to support our podcast, and we would really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. We're excited to figure out what Halloween movie you are. Yeah. Just take a screenshot of your review, and then you can DM it to us on Instagram at what we're watching pod. Well, thanks for listening. That was so fun. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.